Abbey History Episodes are part of the series In the Shadow of the Abbey. They unveil the history of Bissom Abbey and the two families who lived in it over the past 400 years, from Lady Hobby to Mrs Paget, from wealth to death duties. There is a curse, ghosts, gold coins and special ladies. The time of the Hobby family at Bissom Abbey ended in 1780 with the death of Sir John Hobby Mill, the fifth Hobby Baronet of Bissom. The succession had faltered and finally failed. Sir John's widow, Lady Elizabeth Hobby Mill, sold the estate to George Van Sittart. The Van Sittarts were to remain at Bissom Abbey until 1965. The Van Sittarts were originally of Dutch extraction. Peter had migrated from Danzig to London in 1670 to found the English branch of the family. He was a remarkable linguist, a merchant adventurer, and was said to be a man of daring and enterprise in the East Indies, the South Seas, Russia and the Baltic. These were stirring times when pirates, privateers and buccaneers swarmed wherever there were ships to plunder. At 26, he became one of the foremost merchants in London, living in a mansion in St Mary Axe. At 26, he became one of the foremost merchants in London, living in a mansion in St Mary Axe. His oldest son, Robert, was also an astute financier who actually made money out of the South Sea bubble stock, successfully avoiding the disaster of its collapse. In 1717, he acquired the estate of Schottisbrook and was the first of the many Vansittarts to be a director of the East India Company. Following Robert's sudden death in 1719, aged only 40, the estate passed to his brother Arthur. Arthur Van Sittart was also a successful merchant and director of the Russia Company until he retired in 1722, at which time he married Martha Stonehouse, daughter of the Comptroller, to the household of Queen Anne, and together they had nine children. It was Arthur's sixth and youngest son who acquired the Bissom estate of some 2,000 acres in 1780. George and Sarah George Van Sittart, born in 1745, had been educated at Reading School and in 1761, aged 16, he joined the East India Company, like his older brother Henry, born in 1732. Their older brother Robert, born in 1728, later to be a judge and a friend of Samuel Johnson, had been one of the 12 founding members of Sir Francis Dashwood's Society of Franciscans, otherwise known as the Hellfire Club. This was a notorious society gentleman's club engaged in debauchery and other pagan and pornographic activities in the Gothic Medmenham Abbey. The membership expanded to include Frederick, Prince of Wales, and young Henry. Arthur Vansittart did not appreciate the rakish behaviour in his young son, so in 1745, Henry was sent to Madras, India, in the service of the East India Company, aged only 13, as a writer. Young Henry proved industrious, becoming an Oriental scholar, a linguist and a keen zoologist, also a friend of Lord Clive. After six years, in 1751, he returned briefly to England before returning to India again in 1754, where George joined him six years later. 
George served initially with Lord Clive in the Persian and Bengalese translator's office and then moved to the Indian office where he also learned the local languages. The East India Company had taken over the state of Bengal in 1757 and Henry took over from Lord Clive to become governor of Bengal at Fort William from 1759 to 1764. This was a premier post with a huge salary of £20,000 plus 2.5% of the revenues of the East India Company in Bengal, which would have been significant. He was said to have sent the Hellfire Club a gift of an Indian baboon and given pygmy animals to King George III and Queen Charlotte. During this time, George served as his brother's translator and assisted in collecting revenue, administering justice and directing military operations. Alongside his official duties, George was also a merchant like his father, trading in drugs, including opium, which was legal at that time. There were many trade opportunities for able young men associated with the East India Company to make fortunes, but also serious dangers, and many Europeans died young. George married his cousin, Sarah Stonehouse, in Bengal in October 1767. And by 1772, aged only 32, he was Chief of Revenue in Patna and a member of the Board of Trade. His brother Henry had returned again to England in 1765, bought the Foxley estate at Bray and Reading Abbey and had been elected MP for Reading. However, his lavish lifestyle drained all his money within two years, so he was keen to return to India. He was originally to return as Governor-General, but his policies were not popular and he was finally appointed to lead the three commissioners sent to investigate abuses in India. Unfortunately, he was reported lost at sea near the Cape of Good Hope in 1769 aboard the Aurora, leaving a wife and five sons. Although George's fortune was moderate in comparison with others, being only some £150,000, he decided to resign from the East India Company and to return to England with his family in 1776. Initially, he bought an estate in Surrey, then quickly sold it. In December the same year, 1780, he bought the Bissom Abbey estate, which almost bordered his father's estate at Shottisbrook. He also had houses in London at Hanover Square and Sackville Street. George took up residence at Bissom with his wife Sarah, daughter of Reverend Sir James Stonehouse, 11th Baronet of Radley, Berkshire, and their four children. George gave Bissom a lavish makeover, including chimneys, ceilings and armorials in the Great Hall. He purchased a very fine wall clock made by John Lee of Cookham to hang over the fire mantle given by James I alongside the portraits. The maintenance of these large estates was very costly. Many may not have thrived or even survived without the influx of Indian money. The Georgian lifestyle of the gentry was about displaying wealth and creating elaborate architecture, and the Berkshire estates benefited from the new money, which provided a welcome boost to the local economy. Many of the families who had made their money in British India, mainly through employment with the powerful East India Company, had returned to settle in Berkshire. They have been referred to as the Nabobs of Berkshire, and they formed a like-minded wealthy community. 
It seems to have been a happy and settled life at Bissom for the new family. George and Sarah had eight children. Their five sons all had distinguished careers. George Henry, Arthur, Frederick, who was another Persian speaker like his father, becoming paymaster general for the military in India. Henry, born in 1777 at Bissom, who was to become a vice admiral in the navy and to found the Canadian branch of the family. Edward, later reverend, so the succession looked safe. The three girls, Caroline, Laura and Henrietta, did not count for the succession. George wrote of Bissom. I said at first I would not live in it if it were given to me, and now I find it as comfortable a habitation as any in the kingdom. He declared himself happy as a country gentleman, but in 1784 he successfully contested the Berkshire seat in Parliament. He explained his reasons in a letter of the 13th of May to his close friend Warren Hastings. Being perfectly happy with the private life of a country gentleman, I had no thought of engaging in politics. But the dangerous measures of Mr Fox and his associate Lord North induced me to take part. In the house, Van Sittart spoke mainly on Indian affairs. The Bissom estate also generated significant income from timber and arable crops, and in 1805, George was able to buy back some of the former Bissom land that had passed to the Marquis of Downshire via Hobby Daughter's marriage to the Earl of Stirling. The mills down the river at Temple, owned by the powerful Williams family, were milling copper for the bottoms of the navy ships. Sarah was to be the first of the Vansittart family to be buried at Bissom in 1811. George Henry Vansittart, 1768-1824, the eldest son, was educated at Winchester, then sent to military academy at Strasbourg at the age of 15, then to Oxford. He joined the army in the 19th Foot Regiment in October 1786 and took a year to study military science at Brunswick. He was destined to have a distinguished career in the Revolutionary and Napoleonic Wars. In contrast with the stability of Georgian England and the riches of the Far East, France was dissolving into revolution. The first engagement against Napoleon, intending to restore the French monarchy, was at Toulon in 1793. George Henry was involved in its defence as a lieutenant in the 18th Foot Regiment and was one of the last men to leave the place. By 1801, he was a lieutenant general in the 68th Foot Regiment and went to Australia and the West Indies. In 1802, he was installed as the first British commander of the recently conquered French colony of St Lucia, where he gained popularity by restoring the wine imports, which were considered an article of the first necessity by the French sugar planters. By 1805, he was colonel of the 1st Garrison Battalion, whose faded colours hung in Bissom Abbey for many years. Due to his career, he had married late in life, and on the 29th of October 1818, aged 50, he married Anne Mary Copson, aged 22, the daughter and co-heiress of Thomas Copson of Sheppey Hall, Leicestershire. Three years later, in July 1821, in peacetime, he gained the top rank of general in the Berkshire Militia. George Henry was expected to inherit the Bissom estate. However, he died in 1824, a year before his father, leaving Anne, aged only 26, with their infant son, 
George Henry Vansittart the Younger, who was born in 1823, and pregnant with their second son, Augustus Arthur, who was born later that year after his father's death. He was to be a benefactor to Bissom School on his own death. George and Anne are both interred in Bissom Church, where a memorial plaque records their death. Was this the curse of Abbot Cordry now playing out for the Vansittarts? As God is my witness, this property shall ne'er be inherited by two direct successors, for its sons will be hounded by misfortune, was the curse set on the future owners of Bissom Abbey in June 1538 by the Benedictine Abbot Cordery, as his order was dissolved by Henry VIII. So the Bissom estate passed to the infant George Henry Vansittart the Younger, aged only one, on the death of his grandfather in 1825, thus marking the end of the first 45 years of the Vansittarts at Bissom. The Vansittarts had brought commercial awareness to the Bissom estate, in contrast to the educated courtliness of the Hobby family. What was the future of Bissom to look like with a miner as the lord of the manor? Thank you for joining me today. Listen again to find out what happens next in the Abbey history. Discover more about the people of Bissom in the Village Stories and the War Years episodes.